Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second iTricks magic kind of Fortnite. We're going to call it the Fortnite Week in Review because I think I'm aiming it to a month. That's so much better than my track record from last year. Fortnite Week in Review, second one of the year. So excited. We've got really a a kind of a rising talent, somebody that I know you've seen uh, on this week, and it's Miss Jen Kramer. Jen, you there? Hi, everyone. Hey, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, no. I'm, I am thrilled to have you on um, because I have such a dad crush on you, which sounds <laughs> super creepy when I say it out loud. But before you alert the FBI, let me explain that to you. I am of an age. My children are of an age. We, you know, we, I have the daughters. They're junior high, high school. I am starting to look at women about your age and realize that. Before I know it, that's where my daughters are going to be, you know, because right. because I think just last week I was picking them up from daycare. <laughs> it's amazing. Time flies, right? It Crazy. does. And, and any minute now, they're going to be starting out their lives, starting out their careers. And I find myself kind of marking young ladies that I'm like, you know, it'd be fine if my kids turn. It'd be fine if they turned out like that. Uh-huh. And that's a dad crush. That's what I call that. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm very flattered. Thank you. So So Thank ever you. since... We first saw you with stuff coming out of Yale, and you're performing magic, and I'm like, oh, her parents must be blow- losing their minds, but I'd, I'd be okay with that. We'd totally be okay with that. Thank you. Thank you. And I bet, I bet your daughters are doing all sorts of cool things. I mean, especially with you as a dad, right? Uh, no, I've disowned them. <laughs> uh, like, they're teenage. I, don't, I want no part of that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you must you must have your hands full. You said middle school and high school. That's a that's well, a great my, time. My, my wife's a teacher, so she keeps them in line. So that's, <laughs> she's used to that crap. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but uh, let's let's throw that out there as a question. So you went to Yale, every parent's dream, and you came out and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to be a magician. Did did your parents' heads explode? Did well, it's it's funny. I include a joke about that in my show, but uh, in reality, I'm I'm very lucky. They are uh, super supportive, um, and you know, I know going from Yale to Magic is not the most conventional route, but you know, having my parents' support, uh, you know, means the world to me, and so I'm I'm really lucky about that. See, that's that's cool. I went to art school, and my parents were like, "Really? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's." So much better than regular school. Absolutely, art school sounds art school sounds fantastic. It was all right. It was. I started, I started out a physics major, and I moved to art school because there were more naked people in art school than there were in <laughs> physics. <laughs> that is that is such a fascinating path from physics to art school. I bet there are some cool parallels there actually between like the physics world and the art world. As as different as they may seem, I bet there are some really awesome similarities. You know, the thing that always strikes me is that one of my physics professors, specifically one, was a really religious guy. And uh, none of my physics professors, when we ever talked about it, disallowed God 
but almost all my art professors did. <laughs> and I always thought, that's the weirdest thing. I, when an art professor tells you that God is a scientific impossibility, but the physics, the doctorate in <laughs> physics guy does it, it's crazy. That is so interesting. Wow. wow. That well, is... we're, we're here to talk about you and your misguided life. So... <laughs> All right, but you came out of Yale, all right, and then uh, we're we're you know we we had a few articles on you. We saw a few things coming up from the Yale news organizations. I remember running, and then uh, you you kind of hit the ground running, and we've seen you on um, Penn and Teller. Yes, that was oh that was a blast. I loved loved being a part of that. I've looked up to Penn and Teller ever since I was a kid. So did, did you love it, or is it scary as hell? Be honest. Oh, I mean, both. Absolutely both. No question. Um, you know, it's scary. It's exciting. It's nerve wracking. It's wonderful. It's all of those things. <laughs> did, 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 did Pin just like tower over you and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just, it was just so cool. You know, Penn and Teller, I've seen their show now. I don't know. I've probably seen it five or six times. Uh, and I, I really love their work. You know, ever since I was a kid, I've loved their work. So just getting a chance to be up there on stage doing something I love for people I've admired for so many years was, was amazing. It was, yeah, it was uh, the kind of thing I would dream about. So I was just, you know, grateful for the opportunity. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about you on television and, and where you're working now and all kinds of good stuff. But since, since we've said, you know, you, you've seen Penn and Teller a few times and you love their kind of magic, who were the magicians that you latched onto as a youngin that you looked up to and said, you know, that's that's the kind of magic I wanna I wanna follow or that's that's the kind of magic that really makes me wanna learn. This is the this is the sure. performer that makes me sit in my room by myself. <laughs> sure. I oh man, there are so many so many performers. Um, well, I should I should start by saying I first got into magic when I was ten, uh, when my uncle Steve gave me the Royal Road to Card Magic as my tenth birthday present. So uh, that is that is what I would first lock myself in my room with. Definitely, I remember I can remember this, you know, so vividly sitting on the floor of my room like cross-legged with like the Royal Road to Card Magic and its orange cover like held open with my knee. Always like sitting on the green carpet, just I mean for hours and hours and hours. Uh, but who are the magicians I really looked up to? Uh, you know, Tom and Janet Verner uh, are they're a magician and, and mime. They're a husband and wife team who work as part of Magicians Without Borders. And so they were two of my sort of inspirations when I got started in magic. I thought just the way that they use magic for good and to, to spread hope and happiness and wonder, you know, they were definitely uh, an inspiration to me. And, and they still are. Uh, I got a chance to, to work with them, which was which was great and uh, which I really appreciated. Uh, but I, you know, Penn and Teller, absolutely. David Copperfield. I've always, uh, always admired his work and the way in which he, he really made the magic a theatrical experience. He really brought emotion. He brought the, the kind of thing you would see if you went to see a play on Broadway, he kind of brought that into, into his performances. Uh, and there, there's so, so many, there, uh, so many. Now, now, were you were you struck as that 10-year-old, you know, with, with your, I'm sure, soon beat-up copy of the Railroad to Card Magic? As, as you can always tell the most useful books in a magic collection because they're the one that looks like they're about to fall apart. Yes. Um, yes. Or there's like four copies, you know? <laughs> that too. Um, yeah. Now, now were, were you struck 
by a lack of female magicians. I'm guessing by by age here. I don't want to you know pin you down, but I'm guessing you sure. know the big one you would you would have maybe seen Melinda on TV here and there, Melinda Sachs. Sure, sure. You know, in the world's greatest magic specials and stuff, but but mm-hmm. you know there weren't a huge amount of 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 female role models. Do, did right. did that was that something that you actually were conscious of, or were you just like I'm a be a magician? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I always loved magic, uh, but I, I was conscious of it. Uh, I joined a society of young magicians group uh, soon after I became interested in magic, and that was you know a huge part of my magic life growing up. Uh, I was a part of a group in Manhattan led by Albert Lasher, who was, you know, one of my first mentors in magic. My uncle Steve was one of my first, and, and Albert was as well. And uh, a part of this group, I, I I was a part of it for, I guess, it was about eight years. And in those eight years, until I sort of graduated out to the uh, uh, to the regular SAM as opposed to the, the Young Magicians group, in those eight years, we would have, you know, a few girls would stop in for a meeting or two, but... It, it really, you know, for the eight years was pretty much 15 or 20 boys and, and, and me. Um, and now, now there are more, more girls in the group. I've kept in touch with Albert and with, uh, Corey Brager, who now leads the group as well. And, and it's, it's amazing to hear that there are now more girls who are, who are becoming a part of the group because, uh, you know, when I, when I was in the group, that just wasn't so much the case. And, and I hope magic is moving in a direction where there will be more, more girls, more women uh, in magic. And I remember seeing things Tannen's camp. I, I think there were, I went there for a few summers and I think there were like 101 guys and maybe seven or eight of us girls. So we were definitely, yeah, enough, enough for each of us to have like 10 boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. So, so what did you do in your free time? Like go be the only girl in the comic book shop too? <laughs> Exactly. Um, uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to get more into comic books. I haven't really uh, explored that world too too much. Well, we we can fix you up here. But <laughs> uh, I'm surprised how many magicians are. I'm not actually because let's face it. I'm I'm gonna let out a secret. Uh, there's a certain amount of dorkiness in magic. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a certain amount of dorkiness in comic books, and let's just embrace that and move on. Sure, <laughs> for sure. But, but uh, did, I mean, did, did that shape you as a young person, and what you what you went into with magic, and what you wanted to study? I mean, like, were, was there a time where you're like, and someday I'm gonna do, I'm gonna have a big illusion show, and I'm gonna cut men in half all day. <laughs> You know, it's so funny you say that because uh, I I absolutely had thought about that. And when I when I went to Yale, my first year, I decided to join the ballroom dance team. I thought, you know, this will just be something really new and fun to try. I thought maybe it'll help with with movement on stage. I just I just thought it would be be a lot of fun. So I did. And my partner uh, was a guy named Zach, great guy, good friend, and uh, we did a few shows where I got a zigzag. It was my first illusion. And I would actually, you know, saw him in saw him in pieces as part of this ballroom dance group for these shows, and oh man, we had we had so much fun. It was uh, that was great. So definitely, song song a man in half was was absolutely on my list. Yeah, you know, it seems like even a lot of the the big women illusionists out there, no nobody does a lot of that. When I think of like your your uh, uh, princess, um, oh, the head Tenkai out of Japan and. And our, our Tinko, sorry, mispronounced that. And it, you know, in Melinda, it's it's. Uh, 
I don't know, stage stage stuff is such a weird world of its own. <laughs> you know? It, it is. As soon as you start bringing out the boxes, and I know some of that too is just the fact that, you know, like, I, I am never going to fit in an illusion box. <laughs> it's just not going to be it's not going to be built like I have a hard enough time buying clothes. Nobody is sitting around going, yeah, we're going to, we're going to build this. We're going to build a box for this guy. Obviously most assistants should be like six foot three twenty five. That's a good, <laughs> that's that's where we need to be. You know? Well, Hey, I mean, if, if you're volunteering, I'll say challenge accepted. You can be my assistant. We'll saw you in half. It'll be great. Done. Anytime. <laughs> Done deal. Let's do I, it. I don't care. Let's, but, but promise me it's, Let's go like all Richie Artie Jr. on it. Let's <laughs> buzz saws and craziness. Oh, you have to, right? I mean, you got to go all out. Yeah, well, well, let's let's do something that makes Dansbury go, man. That's just too far. <laughs> go big or go home, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, so you're in Vegas. That's home now, right? Yeah, Vegas is home. Yeah, been here now. It's been about a year and a half. So uh, yeah, it's, it's an exciting world out here. Yeah, you just like. Do shows at night and sit around coffee shops during the day, like Rick Lax. Is that how, that's not how Vegas works? <laughs> oh, Rick is Rick is great. Um, that that's kind of how Vegas works. Uh, a lot is happening at night. That was that was a transition from kind of going from the school schedule of you know you have classes during the daytime and and uh, nights are when you have off to now the magic world. It's like most of my shows are at night. I do some afternoon shows, but it's definitely kind of a reversal of, of the way I had lived my life in school. So that was, that was a, a transition, but yeah, it's, it's great being out here. I mean, just being able to, to connect with, with so many, uh, you know, cool magicians and entertainers and, and just great friends out here. It's, uh, yeah, always, it's a great place. It, it's, it's kind of convenient that this industry in magic is a bit, does literally kind of have a mecca. You know, it, it does have a place where you can go out and say, and Vegas is a weird mecca for a few things. Um, you know, even like when I was younger and fighting at one point, I was going to move to Vegas to be a fighter because that was the jumping off part to go to J- to uh, Japan and in, in well, Asia and fight. And, and, uh, and, but it's, it's just nice to have it, you know, in the industry where, you know, like there's a place you can go and there's going to be, lots of magicians because so many of us you know kind of grow up and there's not necessarily the biggest community around you which is why the internet's so nice we can all talk to everybody out there (laughs) it's true it's true i mean think about how much the internet has changed and the world of course but but the magic world specifically now with forums and with magic shops online and uh you know i think there is still something really nice about about a brick and mortar shop but but it's amazing all the resources now available online too. Okay, so what's what's your favorite magic shop? Favorite? Oh, this is this is tough. There. Well, I, I used to work at uh, at Phantasma actually for a summer in high school in in Manhattan. But I also I also love Tannins. I spent a lot of time there. Uh, you know, I grew up in New York, so I'd say that the New York shops I'm most familiar with. But now out here in Vegas, I, I stop by Denny and Lee's pretty often. Great place. Uh, I just, I just, I love magic shops. I could spend, I could spend hours, days in magic shops and be, be perfectly happy. I, I, I agree with you. You know, off air, we were talking and I said how much I dislike conventions kind of on general. Personally, they just kind of wear on me. But a magic, I love a good magic shop. I, I, I love, uh, and I will drive every now and then. I'll, I'll know it's, 
It's been too long, and I will drive. <laughs> my favorite magic shop is in just barely, barely in in Kansas, and uh, and it's a U.S. Toy Magic Shop. Phil Klein is this nut who runs the place, <laughs> and and not, I mean nut in the best way. I mean he's a he's a Ringling Brothers clown college graduate, wow. and and um. Uh, he has a he has his own personal sideshow museum, and you go into his office, and there might be a mummified head on his desk <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's just like ah, nothing, nothing. And ah. it's a nice big space. It actually have a stage in the store, and it's it's you know nothing like a magic shop, nothing like being right. able to just lean against the glass counter and yeah. see what comes up. Absolutely, it's like there are always things to explore in a magic shop. Great. I've got to check that one out then if I'm, if I'm ever in the area. And uh, you said it's, it's right in Kansas? It, it's in Kansas City on the, on the Kansas side. Actually, so barely in, I think it's like a block from State Line Road. So it's just okay. barely right. in, in Leewood, Kansas, U.S. Toy. And it's, it, it's, a, it's a big shop attached to the U.S. Toy warehouse there. And it's part of the, that's, the U.S. Toy is a, like a big um, – there's a few warehouses around. They do they do a lot of educational stuff and and, and other toys, and it's, it's a big teacher store. and It's a great place because we'll go, and my, my wife can wander around the rest of the place, and I go hang out with Phil and see what's new with him. And, and Phil, I haven't talked to you for a, in a while. How you doing? Give me a call. Right. <laughs> cool. It sounds like the perfect place for you and your wife to go to together. You get your magic fix. She gets the whole teacher thing. Yeah, if, if it only it wasn't like 238 miles from my door. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, on the bright side, it makes it more special when you do get to visit. Eh? That's that's right. That's right. But see, now now you're you've actually see you've had it good. You're ve- you're you grew up in New York. There's lots of magic there. You're in Vegas now. There's sure. lots of magic there. Um, lucky, very lucky. Do you do you have? Uh, we're almost to half, but. Do you have like a magic click or is there a group now you hang out with in Vegas to kind of bounce off ideas and, and, and hang out or are you a lone wolf? Oh, and there are lots of, lots of great magicians I love to hang out with. Um, I mean, that is the great thing about Vegas is you have, you know, all, all the guys you mentioned. There's Rick Lex, there's Bizarro, there's uh, there are actually a few magicians living here in Vegas now who I must have known for Ah, over 10 years, you know, my, my buddies Nick and Vinny, we go way back to, you know, SYM, SAM, Tannen's days, and it's been great to get a chance to, to reconnect with a lot of people out here and to meet a lot of new people. It's, uh, you know, it's a city that's constantly changing. It's, it's uh, new things always starting, new projects, new, uh, new shows. It's very transient, people moving in and out, and, and they're just a lot of really interesting people. So it's been, uh, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to have to have have great friends out here and uh you know people to people to work with people to hang out with it's uh yeah the next time next time you're in town i know we were chatting before this before the interview started but i was saying we'll we'll have to get a group of magicians together and we'll we'll take you around town and go to the pinball museum as we were talking about that's uh, right that's yeah. right and i'll school everybody with my my old world ways <laughs> of, of, of pinball which mainly involves cheating but <laughs> well, it sounds like the pinball museum is, is your kind of place, so we've uh, got to set up. Tilt is a dirty word as far as I'm concerned. But believe it or not, <laughs> we're at the half, so let's let's take a break, and we will be right back, and we're going to talk about 
what you're doing now, now that you're in Vegas right after this. iTricks.com. And we're back for uh, part two with Jen Kramer. Hey, Jen, we went the whole half of the show, and we have not told anybody your website. Uh, so why, why don't we throw that out there right now? Sure. Uh, my website is magicofjen.com, magicofjen.com. And when we go there, we're going to see, I've, I've been there, videos, <laughs> all, all good stuff like that. Are, are we going to see where we can catch the magic of Jen? <laughs> uh, let's see. You'll see videos. You'll see performances. Um, at the moment, my regular show here in Vegas is, uh, I, I do at two places, uh, two hotels. One is the Wyndham Grand Desert Resort, and the other is Marriott's Grand Chateau. Um, the shows are actually only open to the to the hotel's guests, but uh, I'm also traveling, performing, uh, you know, doing corporate shows and college shows and uh, that kind of thing. So we'll we'll definitely keep you posted. Uh, post on social media, Facebook, Twitter, about upcoming performances. Well, uh, and we can find all that through your website, I'm sure, right? Absolutely, you can find links to uh, Facebook page, Twitter page. Um, Do you, you not have f- a great, tw- easy to remember Twitter handle? <laughs> it's uh, Jen underscore Kramer. So pretty, pretty easy to remember. Pretty easy uh, to remember. Pretty, pretty basic. We, 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 we might have to work on that. We might have to bump that up. Something a little <laughs> bit more. Boom. A little more. A little more jazz hands. You know. You know, if you got any suggestions, absolutely throw them my way. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Great, great. But yeah, I, I do have something exciting to uh, to share with you because you mentioned the website. Something I just posted to the website. Um, I recently made a USB wristband. It's uh, just kind of a fun project. Recently, I was going to put together an instructional uh, DVD to you know for back of room sales at the show. And a friend of mine who is a, a manager, kind of in the music business, had mentioned that he had heard about these. Uh, Wristbands, and do you remember, Michael, those slap bands, like from when you were a kid? Slap bands, you can like yes. them on your wrist, and they they go. Around. So I always thought those were really cool, and I found out that I could personalize uh, a slap band, and there's a a little USB drive at the end, so you can wear the thing as a bracelet, wear it around as a wristband, and then on the end, you plug the USB drive into your computer, and I pop up on the screen teaching you how to do like ten easy to do magic tricks. So I've uh, been selling these at the show and, and just got it up on Amazon recently. So uh, if anyone's interested in uh, learning the jumping rubber bands or the linking paper clips, you can uh, check it out on uh, on Amazon. Just search, you know, Jen Kramer Magic Wristband. It'll pop right up. But just uh, thought that would be a fun thing to share with you. That That is that is a cool plan. Now, I remember I, I worked for a few years in the music industry, um, which I know the iTricksters know because we talk about it here and there. And I remember when – the first time people kind of came around and were like USB stuff. And, and back then they were doing a wristband that was all like a long piece of silicone and uh-huh. the cap was one end and the, and the USB was the other and it would go around. And, and I just remember musicians all looking at them like, yeah, this, this is not going to catch this, this whole USB computer thing. It's not going to catch on. And, and, you know, Funny. Uh, now you know none, 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 none of them even have to make records anymore. It's all it's all MP3s. But <laughs> but no, I think I think that is a very very cool plan. What what does the wristband look like? Does it look like a magic wand when it's out? <laughs> now that would be an interesting idea. It's uh it's it's 
it's a black wristband. I wish I could show you right here if we're doing like a video thing, but it, it has my logo on it and, uh, you know, a USB drive on one end. And so you just take off, like there's a little, a little kind of cover for the, the USB drive right. and you uh, pull that up. Actually, if you hop on Amazon, you can see a photo, a couple photos of it up on there. But yeah, it's been, it's been a fun thing to, to offer at the shows and, uh, yeah, it just, it was, I had a good time making it. It was, uh. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 very cool. And and back of house stuff can, can be mm-hmm. so important. You Absolutely. Know? And, Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think it's great that you're doing a USB. I mean, you know, back in the day, it was the mimeographed, you know, instruction <laughs> booklet or it, it lectures sure. or the little uh, the little, you know, pamphlet that that, you know, I, right. one of the sad things that I collect now is like you know, stuff that Harry Keller sold at the back of his show and, you know, and Blackstone. And, and, That's uh, awesome. I but, mean, what that must be so cool to collect that stuff. Yeah, well, and nobody's really caught on to it as much yet, like those posters that cost a billion dollars. So, right, right. And there's a lot more of them, you know. So, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. So so I think I have instructions uh, for those jumping rubber bands going back to well before Prohibition. Wow. <laughs> That's something I would love to see. You know that every, every, everybody had those. So 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 it's cool. It's cool that you're doing that. It's cool that you're doing it in a in a modern way. And then you got your logo. I'm sure you get your website on there too. You yes. know, and hot link it right there to everything. I mean, that's oh, sure for sure. Such a good idea. As as great as DVDs are, that you know, and and I've produced several for people and and for myself. The the one of the big things now that is kind of sad about them is that. You can't get those hot links in like you can with the USB. So that's that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, actually, you'll have to, uh, after the interview, you'll have to give me your address and I'll send a few for your girls. Oh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and now, besides that, besides your USB, which everybody can catch on Amazon. So check it out on Amazon. Um, you, you're doing some more TV, right? Yeah, I actually just got back yesterday uh, from taping for Masters of Illusion in L.A., so that was a blast. We uh, we were in the studio for like 12 hours, shooting segments, had a great time. Can, can you talk about it, like who else was there and all that stuff? Because they have said that they're doing another season and all that, so that's at least public. Are, are you allowed to say like who, who, who all you saw or where you were? You know, just to be safe, it's probably better that I that I don't at the moment. But uh, it was it was a lot of great people, um, and you know, I'm sure people people find out more as as we get closer to uh, to when it airs. And, and it's coming um, back this summer again, right? It's going to be on the summer schedule. I think that is the plan. I, I know that's what they announced before, and you know, you, you never know with television, but but. Right. Uh, I think, right. I think we're getting another summer of Penn and Teller and Masters of Illusion on the CW, which which is Fantastic. awesome because Fantastic. Yeah. We've we've had a lot of a lot of magic on TV, which is I mean it's so great to see. Because yeah, because even though we have a good couple of decades between us in age, we both kind of grew up in a time where there was there was there wasn't a lot of magic on TV. Maybe a special here and there, but there right. wasn't that you know, we both missed Mark Wilson. You know, yeah, <laughs> I remember. I mean, Mark Wilson's Encyclopedia of Magic was that was really influential, uh, kind it, of in my early magic life. I, I loved that, it, loved it, that encyclopedia. It is still the book. If I'm helping somebody, we're trying to work something out, or I'm doing something on my own, even even if I know it has nothing to do with the direction I want to go, the things I'm doing, 
I, I find myself routinely pulling that out and flipping through it as just as a starting point because it, it's, oh, yeah. it's got so much stuff and it's so much stuff. And, and in so many different categories too, is what struck me about Mark Wilson's book is, I mean, it really, when it says it's an encyclopedia, it is an encyclopedia. I mean, it covers everything from, you know, card magic to, I remember even the illusions that you learn how to make oh, out of yeah. cardboard. You them yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, great, great stuff. It, it, it is, and, sure. and there's there's really only one one section that I've ever questioned, and I've, I think I've said it before. The the half card magic, I hate that, but other than that, <laughs> it's awesome, and it's got all the cool pictures of Mark and Nani. Yes, and, yes, and and, uh, and and that and and Greg, as we've had as we've had him as a guest before, and he's a really nice guy. He's sure. in there too with his bowl haircut, looking sharp. <laughs> yep. Yep. He was actually. We were on the same uh, episode of, of Masters of Illusion. Uh, not Masters. Excuse me. Uh, Penn and Teller. Oh, 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 did did you did you get to meet Mark and and Nani? Then were you were you there? I wish I did. Oh. I wish I did. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, I think we we must have filmed on different days. But oh, that's that's too bad because they're they're. Have you have you ever met them anywhere along the line? You know, haven't met them yet. Would would love to, of course. Uh, haven't yet. I was at a thing a few years ago that they used to have called Houdini Days in Appleton, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, which is a big street festival Appleton has to celebrate Houdini. And and the the guy who used to set it up for him had this great idea. He brought in all these magicians for this big street festival, and then he would have this kind of mini convention deal. It was like a hundred bucks, and it and it lasted for like three three or four days. And and you'd go up and grab a hotel room, and all these people that were up there would do talks, kind of not quite lectures, just kind of informal talks. And and it was a, it was a very uh-huh. cool thing. Um, but the, but the best part the, the year I was there was they had they had Mark and Nani were there and they had, did a great talk. I mean they're 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 fabulous. But uh, so I actually got to see Mark Wilson doing street magic <laughs> at at the Sodini Day Festival, which is just not the way you wow. see it. think about. Wow. It, but but it's I, I, I have film of it yeah. somewhere. I, you know, I was like I, I'm taping this. You know, <laughs> but, but you know what. He's a great performer, and so I'm sure his stage skills were totally transferable to. Uh, I mean, any kind of performing. I feel like I feel like you stick Mark Wilson in any situation, and he will he will flourish. <laughs> I, I think he was wearing a tux too. I think it was like <laughs> nice. Boom! It's like here's Joshua J down here, and here's the but yeah. here's Mark Wilson in a tux. Like I'm Mark Wilson. This is how it is, and it was awesome. <laughs> That is so cool. Uh, oh, man, I wish I were there. That sounds amazing. <laughs> but so you, you're traveling. You're doing college shows, too? Yeah, doing college shows. Um, uh, a lot of corporate work lately, I guess, being being based in Vegas. Uh, you know, a lot of conventions happening. So, yeah, traveling, doing corporate shows, college shows. I'm actually headed to the East Coast uh, in a couple of weeks doing some college, college work there. And uh, then I'm off to Berlin doing uh, – uh, in let's see, I'm leaving uh, at the end of February, doing a few weeks of shows. I think twelve shows out in in, in Germany uh, as part of a variety show out there. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, so yeah, traveling, performing, but based here in Vegas. Oh, okay, so so you have your regular shows at, at, at the hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, those shows, college shows, uh, conventions. Maybe the occasional trade show was even mentioned in there. I'm not sure. How, do you, do you have like multiple acts? Do you 
Do you have a nice transferable core? Because um, we love the business of magic here at at the <laughs> iTrix podcast. So let's 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 like, what's your what's your plan on 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 that? Like like how how do you approach these different things? Sure, Al, it's, it's a great question. Um, you know, my current show that I'm doing at the hotels is about forty five minutes to an hour, um, and I try to you know I try to rotate in uh, new material because I like to I like to. Keep keep a lot of material fresh and I want to have, you know, at least an hour and a half of, of solid material that I feel super comfortable with at, at any one time. So, you know, I will, I will switch it up at the, at the regular shows also so that in case you get people coming back, you know, sometimes there'll be people who, who love to stay at the Wyndham and, and I'll see them come back, you know, they were here a few months ago and, and now they're here again. And so I want to have new stuff in the show for them as well. Uh, but, you know, doing, doing corporate work, for instance, I've had a chance to, uh, you know, I rented rented an illusion recently from um, uh, Bill Smith, who's who's terrific, an illusion builder out here, and uh, who I first met actually back when I was interning for Nathan Burton, which I did in, in Vegas over the summers in college. And uh, anyway, rented an illusion for bit from Bill that you know the Book of Life to uh, there was a, a a corporate show I was doing out here. Uh, it was, you know, in two big ballrooms put together. It was, you know, almost 4,000 people. It was so much fun. And they wanted something big. They wanted, like, a CEO appearance. So I was able to, to do that. So mostly I'm doing, uh, you know, a stand-up show, doing stage magic. But it all fits in one big suitcase kind of thing. Um, or, or, you know, maybe two. But uh, it's, it's also been fun. You know, I started out with close-up magic. And I'll still, you know, still be working on that and, and, you know, doing a few illusions here and there. And, do you, do you, um, I just just been really enjoying it. Do do you do you like the illusions? I mean, I remember growing up thinking, I because illusions were all you really saw on television until until I'm gonna say until Harry Anderson, um, and then Penn and Teller. It was always the big shows. It was always Doug Henney and Blackstone Junior. and you know and Copperfield and these. And I remember you know with sitting with my magic books thinking this is what I have to learn before I graduate to Tigers and maybe I'll have a bear in my show. Bears okay. are cool. Yeah, why not? Right. That's <laughs> great. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see a bear in your show. That yeah. sounds sounds like fun. You know, and, and, and... I can also be a Oh, you're breaking up. I'm having a bear in the show, but but I think it would be. Uh... Why not? Uh oh. Yeah. Are... Am I back? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you can you hear me? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can. I can hear you fine. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, all right. so, so, are illusions something that you always kind of wanted to do, or is it something that you find yourself because? And it's funny because I tell when people are like, "What's the cra-, when I talk to non magicians, like, "What's the craziest kind of magic out there?" And I'm like, and and always my answer is CEO appearance. You don't even think of that as a kind of magic, but it is a specific kind of magic. It is? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as as far as illusions go, um, you know, I've done I've done a few. I've done, for instance, the the lean uh, is something that I that I do sometimes. Um, I had a chance to to give a TED talk uh, a couple of years ago, which which was an amazing experience, and I uh, did the lean as part of that. Uh, and we were talking about earlier. I, I did a zigzag for a while and had it custom built to fit my six foot two uh, male assistant, which uh, 
had a lot of fun with. But for the most fit. part, my show now is, you know, stage magic. What's that? Because we, I'm saying, we don't fit in those things. <laughs> you got to build a custom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I listen. I filled in as a showgirl very unexpectedly for a few weeks in Nathan's show back when I was interning for him, which is which is a whole other story. And uh, so yeah, I, I know those are some those are some tight spaces. <laughs> but but so so when, when you do the illusion, I mean, is it is it is it a treat for you? Do you do you like you know? Is it a is it something that that you're like ah now I get to kind of fulfill this childhood fantasy of doing these <laughs> or, or is it kind of like, eh, you know, the people expect it. And I'm going to put it in because that you do have to do that, you know? Sure. I mean, it's, it's fun. I, I enjoy it for sure. Uh, you know, I recognize there's a lot of lugging around props involved with illusions. You know, there's, you've got to, you've got to factor in the, the load in the load out time. You have to, uh, you know, you have to think about the other people who are involved as well. Like, you know, when I did that CEO appearance recently, I had a friend of mine, uh, uh, a guy who would dress up all in black and help me rotate the box. And, you know, there are all sorts of people involved. And, and uh, you know, you definitely do have to factor in the, the time that, that illusions take and lugging props around and the challenge of that. But, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, like, oh, crap, it would be I something, something I would enjoy. Right. <laughs> exactly. But... Uh, you know, it's I, I, it's not what I've been doing primarily, but but yeah, I, I definitely have fun doing it. So so maybe there might be a big Jim Kramer illusion show in the future. Jim Kramer <laughs> Circus of Magic. You can take the bear idea. Who knows? Hey, the bear idea is a, that's a winning idea right there. Yeah, you could like yeah. You never know. It probably go over big in Russia. Like that's the bears <laughs> are the staple. You know, they're always in the Russian circus stuff. You right. Know, hey, awesome. that's. How you know? Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna think some more about that. Ask around <laughs> when you're in Germany. <laughs> you know, okay. I'll see if I can you know if I can meet a nice bear. I'll uh, you know I'll interview him. We'll, we'll have a nice conversation. We'll decide to go into business together. It'll be great. It'll be sweet. <laughs> and you'll be like, "What's up, Siegfried and Roy, with your little tigers? Whatever. <laughs> I've got bears. <laughs> we can." You know, we can have play dates. I'll bring my bear over. You bring your tiger. Well, yeah. uh, you could you could have polar bears, <laughs> and then they're white, and then boom. Well, see now now we're really getting creative. I love this. Yeah, because yeah, there's there's so many varieties of bear too. There's it's it, it just opens you up to so many things. See, you know what? That'll just be the theme of the show. It'll just it'll just be a bear show. Yeah, oh. yeah. Right. Uh, which <laughs> which yeah, there are things called bear shows and. Yeah, if you don't know what those are, don't no. <laughs> don't look it up. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I'm afraid to look that up now. <laughs> but I'll take I'll take your word for that, Michael. You take my word for that. Um, well, I've got terrible news. We are we are a approaching the end of our time, and b uh, we're both having internet problems, and I'm afraid we're we're losing everything. So uh, thank you for being on. And how about give us your website one more time? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my website is www.magicofgen.com. And uh, it's been so much fun being a part of this. I, I, you know, I, I enjoy listening to the podcast. So getting a, getting a chat with you and be a part of it has been awesome. Oh, Thank you. Oh, we, we love having you on. Thank you for coming on. And don't forget, look for Jin's uh, wristbands on Amazon. Oh, thank you. The, the yeah. biggest magic store in the world. 
Thank you so much. All right. Well, well, thank you again for being on. Thank everybody out there for listening. Uh, we love you. Hope the audio quality is not as bad as I'm afraid it has been getting to be at the last few minutes. Um, we apologize, but sometimes that happens. You know, it's the internet and space and things and what do you ex- you know what do you expect? It, it happens. Until next time, join us every day on that there internet at itrix.com to keep track of everything going on in the world of magic.